Greetings and welcome to Shnayim Mikra, the podcast series sponsored and initiated by the Orthodox Union hosted here at OU.org, which each one of these podcasts we read, study, translate, analyze, and discuss one of the aliyot of the current week's parasha. My name is Yitzchak Shalom, and I'm delighted to be studying Parashat Devarim with you here today, uh, this week. And we're now at the fifth aliyah, which begins in chapter 2, verse 2 of Dvarim, Perak Bet, Pasuk Bet. Uh, after Moshe has told the story of why we have been in the desert for so long, and why uh, it, uh, we are only now ready to enter the land, and what has happened over the past, now we're up to what has happened over the past few months. And now Moshe, in his audiobiographic mode, says, Hashem spoke to me. This is the reason, as I mentioned in the first podcast, that the Benezra, as an example, suggests that the opening psukim of Dvarim were written really by Yoshua because they describe Moshe in the third person, and here Moshe is describing himself. Hashem spoke to me. Rav Lachem Sov et you have surrounded this mountain. It doesn't mean that they walked around, but they encamped around this mountain, the mountain of Seir. Been here long enough. Pnu Lachem Tzafona, now move north. Now remember, the move away from Kadesh was a move south. Now it's move north. And now Hashem told me to command you. Now this is not the first time that people are hearing this, because as you will see, this is a command they had to get when uh, they were around Harseir, and they were going to pass through the area of Edom, or near. You are now going to be passing the boundary of your brothers, B'nai Esav. Now this means that there's people who's left Mitzrayim, they have an awareness of a national history, they have awareness that they are related in some way to some of the clans that are not with them, and now they find out that this nation that resides south and east of the land that they are to conquer are related to them, B'nai Esav. Hayoshvim Seir, they live in Seir, as you read in Breshi Lamed Vav, they are going to be afraid of you, but you have to be very careful. Why is that? Al titkaru vam. Do not provoke them. Meaning to war. I'm not giving you even a passageway through there. Why? Meaning an easement. I gave Harseir as an inheritance to Esav. Read about that in Yehoshua Chavdalet in Joshua 24, in the historiosophy presented uh, for in, in Shechem, and therefore Hashem commanded us, You can buy food from them with silver and eat it. You can dig up water, and dig wells, bakesef, and you have to pay them. So you can go through their land if they agree and pay them to, to, for you to be able to dig wells. Why? God has blessed you. With everything that you have. Now, let's see what that means. He knew the way that you were going. What that means is he directed you. God has been with you for 40 years. You have not been lacking anything. You've got everything. And therefore, you don't need to worry that you have to subsist and uh, steal food or pirate or pillage. You, Hashem has blessed you. You're wealthy enough. You can come through the land and offer them money. What happened as a result? 
ונעבור מאת אחינו בני עשיו היושבים בשעיר מדרך הערבה מאילת ומציון גבר. So we went around בני עשיו that live in Seir. We went through the Arava around Elat. Sion Gever is in that area also. And then we came up Midbar Moab. Now, what is told here and what is told in Bamidbar Chafalaf, in Parshat Chukat, when we actually read the story of the interaction with Bnei Esav? In that case, Bnei Adom, we send a message to them. We'd like to come through. We will, we will not take any food. We're just going to pass through and get to, to Eretz Yisrael through this direction. And Esav says no, and then we back off. None of that interaction is mentioned here. What's mentioned here is that Hashem told us that we should go through and buy food and buy the rights to water because Hashem has blessed us, we have plenty. And our reaction was to just go around. There's no interaction with, with, uh, with Esav, with Ben Esav here at all. And again, ask the same question I asked in the previous podcast. Why is the story told differently here what different message is there for this generation? And again, for the generation that is there, meaning for the same people who are there, who are on the spot, meaning a few months earlier, when they had the interaction with B'nai Esav, the real, direct, the real intent was, we'd like to pass through. If you let us pass through, fine. If not, if you come go to war, we'll go around because we're commanded not to go to war. We now get the background that we're not allowed to go to war. That we didn't hear in Bami Bar. The point that's the message point of Varim, Varim meaning Moshe's really sermon and charge to the people is that you only fight where Hashem gives you the right to fight. You are not some marauding nation that's coming through and just destroying everything in its path. You only go to war, you only conquer where Hashem says you should go. Now what happens? We come to Moab. Watch the next step. Vayomer Adonai Eli al Moab. Do not lay siege to Moab. Don't provoke them to war. You don't get their land as Yerusha either. Why? I've given Ar, which is their big city, to Bnei Lot. Now notice, he doesn't say to Moab, to Bnei Lot. Now remember, Moab and Ammon are the children of Lot from the, those uh, sequence of incestuous nights with the bottle of wine in the cave at the end of uh, Parakutet in Breshi, chapter 219. Now, Moshe then steps back and starts describing about clan and tribal movements in the area. He said, there was a nation called the Emim. They used to live here, and they were a big, powerful nation in this area of Moab. Rifaim kanakim. There were also the Rifaim, Rifaim ghosts, these kind of uh, ancient people that uh, were scary people. They were also considered like giants. They also knew them as Emim. So the Emim that we're talking about are what we call Rifaim, the Moavim knew them as Emim. Why is Moshe telling us this whole story? As we'll see. By the way, in Seir also, Bnei Adom have not been there forever. There were Chorim there. And Bnei Esav uh, disinherited them and conquered them by Yishvu Tachdam, and they lived in their place. Just like Yisrael did to their land that Hashem gave them. This is a very, very troubling pasuk. We'll return to it at the end of this portion, not at the end of the Aliyah, at the end of this portion. But the gist of it is that Moshe is telling the people, you're not to conquer B'nai Esav, you're not to conquer B'nai Moab, Hashem has given that to other people. And guess what? There's been a lot of movement here of who owned it earlier. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu is behind all of that. And therefore, 
you think that this is the land that we're, that we're eventually supposed to get? Perhaps it is. And if so, then the time will come. Just like the Chorim were here, and then Bnei Sav came, just like the Emim were here, and Bnei Moav came, Hashem gave it, by the way, the Chorim and the Emim, as far as we know, are not related in any way to Avraham. And now notice, Avraham's seed is getting all of this land. Esav is Avraham's grandson. Uh, Moab and Ammon are cousins of Avraham. They are Lot's children. And therefore, all of it has been given to Avraham, and therefore you don't have the right to take it. Now, there is another piece to this puzzle, um, which I'll talk about in the, in the last Aliyah, I'm looking back at the entire travelogue, uh, which, uh, which, uh, cuts in also on why it's presented not as, I've given this to Moab, but rather to Bnei Lot. And that's when Hashem told us to cross Nachal Zered. This is all in Chukat. And now we get the count that was alluded to in the previous Aliyah, that from Kadesh Barnea, which is where we launched the spies, until we crossed Nachal Zered, 38 years. Until the entire generation, meaning your parents, well, all of the soldiers from that generation were gone, just like God promised. So we again go back to the Miraglim, and God himself acted against them to confuse them and to get rid of them from the camp. And then it happened when they were all gone. And so Nachal Zered seems to be the last point at which there were members of the old generation there and then they were all gone. When we're going to cross uh, Nachal Zeret and go towards the land of Moab, um, that's when we're talking about the entire fresh new generation, and already from the previous generation is gone, and we can sort of close a page on the whole uh, story of the Miraglim, at least on, on a personal level. Now, the Pasuk Yod Bet, verse 12, is a very troubling Pasuk, because the presentation is that Moshe says, over here in Seir, there used to be Chorim, and then Bnei Esav conquered them. In other words, what you see is not what was always there. And then as a model of that, to explain by something that people are familiar with, just like Israel did to their land that Hashem gave to them. This, of course, is chronologically out of sequence because Israel has not yet set foot in the land that Hashem has given them. So there are those who suggest that this is a reference to Sichon and Og's land that we had already conquered. Problem, of course, is that's not a land that God gave us. That's a land that we took. And indeed, when Bnei Reuven and Bnei God, back at the end of Bamidbar, wanted to stay there, there was much anger about that. And they eventually became really disenfranchised from the people. Take a look at Yoshua Chafet, uh, and then later on in Malachim Bet, in the middle, when they're the first ones really to disappear from the nation. Um, there is another suggestion but I will recommend taking a look in the first volume of uh, Between the Lines of the Bible, uh, which I published about four, four, four years ago with Yashar Books. Take a look in there in, uh, in the chapter about Yosef and his brothers. I have an approach to explaining this, which uh, I hope you will find uh, satisfying and enjoy the read. Uh, now back to our Aliyah. God then spoke to me, now that all that generation was gone. You're now passing Ar, which is the border of Moab. You're now going to come to Ammon. Now, we don't hear anything about this in Chukat, in the travel. But now you're going to come to Ammon. You may not besiege them. You may not provoke them. You're not getting this land. 
Again, not because it belongs to Amon, because it comes to Bnei Lot, and again, in, in the, our discussion in the last Aliyah, I'll go back and take a look at this passage and the one about Moab, and suggest an explanation for why it's presented that way. And again, a historic uh, narrative about the uh, the various owners of this land. Eretz Rufaim Techashevafi is also considered Eretz Rufaim. Rufaim Yashvu Valafanim. There used to be Rufaim here. Remember the Moavim called them Emim. Va'amonim Ikulam Zamzumim. The Amonim called them Zamzumim. They had that, that other name for them. Either way, these people are scary people. Emim, people who frighten. Zamzumim, maybe people who buzz, whatever. Amgadol, Verav, Veram, Kanakim, they were also great giants. Vashvidem, Adonai, Nehem, God destroyed them in the presence, in, before the Amonim. Vashum, Vashu, Tachlam, and they disinherited them, and they settled in their land. Kasher, Asal, Ivnei, Esav, Yashvim, Beseir, just like Esav did. Shmina, Chorim, Nehem, Vashum, Vashu, Tachlam, and Ramazet, just like Esav, Ben Esav did to the Chori, and they destroyed them, and they settled there until this very day. In other words, there, what you see here is not what has always been there. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu disinherited these people, put other people in their place, and by the way, always Avraham's clan are the inheritors, which on the one hand is a delimiter and says, you will not conquer this land. But on the other hand, far more powerfully, is a source of strength and inspiration. <clears throat> you are also Avraham's seed, and Hashem has specifically promised you that land, just like you see this nation living here, <clears throat> but they they uh, supplanted other people, you will also supplant. Ve'avim ha'yoshvim b'chatserim, avim who live in chatserim, Araza, near Araza is an area called avim, kaftorim, ha'yotzim mi'kaftor, ishmidum ha'yoshvim tachtam. So the kaftorim, who are probably plishtim of some sorts, who come from kaftor, which is one of the Greek islands, came and took their land also. In other words, this is throughout, this is something that's throughout the Middle East, and of course throughout, um, throughout history, that what you see here is not what has always been. There are tribal movements, there are maritime movements, there are conquests, there are changes of ownership. And then he gives me the charge, which is, Hashem told me to tell you, let's get and move over Nachalanon. And now, and again in a very different way than it's told in Chukat, Sichon Melacheshbon is yours. And Moriver Arzoa Chel Rash, conquer them, provoke a war. Now, of course, in Parshat Chukat, it happens very differently. We ask Sichon to cross through the land. Sichon does not allow us to cross through the land. And then they come out to war, so we go to war. Here, the war is provoked by us because this land on the east bank, the taken by Sichon, is the land that we're supposed to conquer. But there's a very different purpose here. Not so much because of conquest and territory, but in order to raise the military profile of Am Yisrael in the eyes of the nations so that they'll be afraid. And they'll do that by defeating Sichon and Og, who were so powerful that they defeated themselves, they defeated Ammon and some of the northern nations that Og defeated. I'm going to put your fear and, and scaredness in, in front of the nations throughout the world they're going to hear what you're doing they're going to be scared in your presence alright, so that's what Hashem told me which is now the backstory to what happened in Chukat when Moshe just sent a simple diplomatic message I sent a peaceful message which was, and this is more or less what we hear in Chukat let me cross through your land we'll walk on the road 
go off the road to eat food, to take from the fields. Feed me food with money, meaning I'll buy food. And I and give me water with uh, for for money. I just want to cross through. And what happened? Now this is not true. But the message to Sichon was that's what Bnei Sab did. In other words, this is how what we did. What is true about it is this is an offer we made. What's not true is they didn't take us up on the offer and we skirted their land. Because all I want to do is cross the Yerdain. That's all we want. Now, of course, to Sichon, there's a double message there, because Sichon is an MRE, means he comes from that land. But the land that we're going to take, Sichon has good reason to be afraid. So what happened? He did not want to let us cross through. But what's the reason? Hashem strengthened his heart. He made the Vavo and strengthened his, his will, his spirit. In order to give him to you. Now, Moshe is speaking to the nation that has just conquered Sichon and Ov. And he's saying, do you know why Sichon did that? Sichon made a, a, a very foolish move. He just sort of let us come through. Why did he make this move? Because Hashem was pulling the strings. And Hashem was pulling the strings because he wanted us to conquer him. And why did he want us to conquer him? So that everyone would be afraid, so that when we come into Canaan, as we hear in Yoshua Bet, and Yoshua Aleph, and throughout Sefer Yoshua, the nations are afraid, for the most part, they either back off or they have to form treaties with each other in order to fight against us and, of course, without success and in order to prepare us for. And again, we have to take a look at the narratives in Sefer Devarim and specifically in this opening piece in Parshat Devarim as geared towards a special message for the nation, for the people who are entering the land, even though they are the people who fought Sichon and they were there for the original peace, now it's Moshe's charge. You have to understand, it's first of all your allegiance to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, as we saw in the previous Aliyah, but it's also that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is making everything happen in order to help you succeed militarily, including putting literally the fear of heaven into the hearts of the nations of Canaan, which would be an easy job for you, and they should be able to come in with confidence. Okay, we'll pick it up in the sixth Aliyah on the next podcast. Anytime, everybody should have one.